Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 74. Now, last week we talked about online productivity tools, and it really got us talking about other great online tools that we use. So this week we're going to circle back and talk about some of the other free online tools and some of the apps that we use in our businesses every single week. Before we get into it, though, we want to thank our new members that joined the MFP Patron Tribe this week. Wait, John, where's the list? Well, actually, Brad, this is the first time in 70 episodes that we haven't got any new patrons. But for all of you out there that are curious about what's happening over on Patreon, or you're sitting around and you ask yourself questions like, how can I be more awesome? Or... What do business-minded makers do, or where do they go to congregate? You should probably head on over to patreon.com forward slash madeforprofit and check out all the bonuses that we offer to our patrons. And we just added this awesome voicemail question and answer feature, which we're absolutely loving. Our patrons are absolutely loving, and we're having a blast with. So for all of you that listen, for all of our patrons that are already signed up, we love you, and we're looking forward to having more of you. And if you're interested, check out more at patreon.com forward slash madeforprofit. (laughs) thought we'd have a little fun there with that one guys we but we are super appreciative to all of our patrons right now and if we don't get another single one that would be okay we will still keep going because we love doing this and giving you guys uh, all this great information and free content for all the stuff that uh, we get asked day in and day out so uh, absolutely appreciate everybody who is pledging their support already all right man well Still doing your shop move, eh? What else is going on over there, brother? Lots of lots of uh, banging and clanging. Oh, it's like literally never ending. Like you don't realize how much is going on in your life until you have five Thanksgivings to go to, move your shop, try to get content done for your sponsorship requirements, get other work done because I do got a couple little other things I had to get done, and then all of the all the holiday gifts I'm trying to build. It's just like my goodness, am I up to my ears right now? But yeah, dude, that's that's pretty much what's going on here. I'm going to be doing a little vlog series. Actually, as we record this, I'll be dropping the first part of that for the move, which will be pretty cool and pretty fun. Sam and I are pretty stoked about it. Um, and then hopefully cranking out a few more projects before a year end that are going to be on the smaller scale since I literally don't have a single one of my power tools hooked up yet um, in the new <laughs> shop. <laughs> so a lot of hand tool work. I like that. Yeah. You know, giving, giving you some constraints to work with. I'm I'm uh, finishing up a few things over here. Uh, I, had, I got a bunch in the hopper here, uh, like we've been talking about. But uh, this this whole weekly release schedule, man, is like it's brutal. Oh, yeah. I, I just like yeah. I mean, like the the wheels. I know we've talked about it before. Is like the undercarriage is scraping, sparks are flying. Yeah, I got the lugs loose on the front left tire. Like we're Get to <laughs> we're kind of smoking time. into the end of the year. So I'm I'm ready for 2019. I'm ready for a little break and and get a little bit rejuvenated. So. Uh, for all you guys and gals out there who are going through the same thing, keep plugging away. We're almost to the end of the year and we can, uh, 
start over and do it all again next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, Bigger that's, and better. That's the fun in it. I mean, year end is always an interesting time. It's always something that is rough and difficult as a small business owner. But at the end of it, uh, you can look back and it's typically pretty enjoyable. Um, and I think you can always impress yourself by having that hindsight after it's all finished and looking back and going, wow, I got that much done in December, like my goodness, yeah, oh, yeah. what am I doing like the living, rest of the year? <laughs> right, living in it in the moment is is uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to lift your your head back up. But yeah. uh, we did want to go ahead and share some of these other tools. Like I said, John and I, you know, we talked about productivity last week, and hopefully, um, you've had a chance to go check out some of those tools. And and we love those tools. We use Airtable every single week uh, as we go through the show and everything, and some of those other great ones. But as we were sitting there talking after the show, we we're like, man, we, we didn't talk about, you know, what, what, what about uh, Pexels and Gleam and, and, and all these other things that we use. And so we decided we want to go ahead and share some of those. So we've kind of broken it down into some, to some different topics. And, you know, again, these are what we're focusing on here is going to be um, all free stuff. So, you know, we talk about uh, how we love the Adobe Creative Cloud, but, uh, you know, that's pricey. It's uh, 52 bucks a month, I believe, for that. And... Um, I am not a fan of subscription services, but uh, I am a fan. Oops. I am not a fan of subscription services, but I am a fan of uh, really great tools. And so that's why we pay for that. But there are some really great tools that are free. So we're going to talk about some content creation, some project creation. Uh, we'll hit on giveaways and then um, analytics, which is uh, obviously my favorite, and some some miscellaneous. So why don't we jump straight in with, with some content creation? And, and uh, obviously, as John and I are both full-time content creators. This is stuff that we really love using and that we also use for the show. Uh, we do use paid services, but John, what are the free ones that uh, that jump off that are really good that you've been using? So some of the freed uh, content creation services that we're loving right now are, are going to be based around um, sort of like stock imagery or layout and templating. We've talked about them a little bit before in the past, but really wanted to dive in here. Um, first tool is going to be a website called Pexels. That's P-E-X-E-L-S. Um, and I believe the website's uh, pexels.com. Uh, but if what it is is essentially a hub for content creators <clears throat> and uh, photographers to uh, show off their work and their skill, right? Uh, Adobe's got their own stock image uh, suite, which you can pay for and use their imagery. But um, you know, for the for those of us that aren't using a ton of stock image, and if you don't know what stock images are, they're basically just general photographs that you can use in your own content production, um, whether it's, you know, a banner on a blog post or a flyer for, um, you know, an event or something like that, those backdrops, a lot of those are typically considered what's called stock imagery. Right. Or and, the, uh, the ubiquitous one of the, the, the two businessmen shaking hands and smiling. Yes, that like, is yes. a stock image. <laughs> uh, so, what, what websites like Pexels does is it gives you an opportunity to uh, use different, you know, creative uh, backdrops for whatever your your content is, and you don't have to pay for it. it, it they have, you know, disclosed right on there that it's for uh, business and personal use. Um, you're free to download, and uh, it, it just gives you a creative opportunity to use more things than you would probably think of in your own head, right? So like, for instance, I'll go onto the site and because we're uh, geared around making and handmade goods and, and crafting and woodworking and such, I'll search for terms like that, like metalwork or woodwork or wood or, you know, leather or craft. And it'll bring up, you know, the photos like that. And those are basically what we use for the backdrops on all of our episode flyers for the website and for Instagram. 
Um, and it just saves us a ton of time and effort instead of going to take those photographs ourselves or use a bunch of photos that we've taken in the past and edited and recirculating kind of thing. So if you're doing anything like that, if you're running a blog or if you're doing email uh, or any type of digital advertising, you're definitely going to want to check out Pexels. Um, it's an it's an awesome little uh, website that you can download some sweet stuff on there with. Um, and then once you get into the flow of creating your own content, you know, Brad and I have talked in the past about using Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator and those tools um, for laying out uh, you know, and templating PDF files and templating drawings and such. And um, that's a pretty in tuned, like in depth sort of application. Um, there's a lot of professionals out there and especially graphic designers uh, that use Illustrator like to the max. And it's like it's like wizardry, essentially, how good they are with it. And it can become extremely overwhelming. And essentially, it's it's a whole new tool or whole new skill to add to your arsenal. So with that, um, you know, we found a while, Brad found it a while back and told me about it for use on Pinterest, but an, there's an, a website called canva.com. And what Canva is, is it's a templating website. They have stock imagery for, um, you know, generic templates and whatnot for everything from Facebook to your website, to Pinterest, to Instagram, uh, YouTube thumbs, like you name it, they've got stock uh, templates for it and fonts to go with, uh, and, and very easy, basic tools to create uh, somewhat like, you know, pretty looking and, and clean looking, um, uh, graphics for, for your, for your use in your, in your content and your digital production. Um, and this tool has been awesome for us. You know, I used to sit there for hours and do, uh, Pinterest pins, right? I used to do the same thing with my, um, personal media kit, and, you know, we decided that, you know, we, we need to put our time into things that are more important uh, as money makers are and step away from kind of the clutter and the BS of uh, what goes into content production. And Canva has been an amazing tool for that. They have a free service that's like super sick. I, I love it. We, we do a bunch of stuff for made for profit and for our each one of our own personal brands using it. Um, I would highly advise checking it out if you want to do anything that is using like a, you know, bannering or some type of templates or layouts or even giving you ideas. You know, if you want to do a, a pitch deck, for instance, um, you can type in pitch deck and it'll give you templates. And if you're not familiar with what a pitch deck is, a pitch deck is essentially uh, creating a brochure or a catalog of a concept or idea or product that you're wanting to sell um, and then breaking it down into slides or, you know, a PowerPoint or something like that and making it pretty and, and look all you know, uniform and on brand and all that good stuff. Um, you could go on Pexels, excuse me, on Canva and use images from Pexels and literally create it without ever taking a photograph or hiring a designer. Um, and it'll get the job done for most of the basic applications you're looking for. So two awesome tools there when it comes to like that whole uh, visual kind of aesthetic. And, and I think there's some more out there. I don't know, Brad, have you used any yeah. others? <clears throat> yeah, well, I'll have a link to a, to a couple others here too, like uh, Pixabay is another one for the stock imagery and and what basically that is is there's a um you know they're basically public domain photos free of copyright so you can go in there and they, they have lots of information on the site uh but it's under the creative commons release and there's like all types of different creative commons but this one is is i believe called creative commons zero which basically means like you can use it wherever you want to you can use it across social media um and and it does not uh, require attribution, but just make sure. So uh, really, whenever you're grabbing any kind of imagery from the internet, just because you Google something and find a picture does not mean you can use that. So be very careful with that because uh, I know specifically, um, so for the paid services, John talked about Adobe, 
Um, Getty Images is one that oh. uh, they are very expensive, but they it is they are worse uh, if they find you using their image, and they will do. They have bots that go out and search. If you are using a Getty image, which is a stock image that they uh, they charge for, if they find it on your site uh, and you do not have a license for it, they will ring you up, man. I'm talking like like thousand bucks. Like they'll be like, yeah, they'll they'll just send you a bill or they'll tell you that they're gonna like take you to court. Uh, so be very careful of that stuff and make sure you're giving attribution where necessary and that you know what you're getting into. Um, so the the next thing here on like content creation we want to talk about is. Uh, Bitly. So Bitly is something, and that's uh, just bitly.com, B-I-T-L-Y. And what that is, is it's a great way to shorten links. So, you know, when you go and you grab that link, like actually we were were just looking at it, we were trying to grab a link for uh, Fusion 360, and it was like, you know, 1,287 characters long. It's like when you're trying to uh, paste a link in, uh, basically all you have to do is go into Bitly, drop the link in, and it will turn it into a very short link, which will be bit.ly forward slash, you know, some combination of upper and lowercase letters and numbers. So uh, it's a link shortener. You can also do vanity links there, though, as well. So you've probably seen that that also. So like what we talked about last week for the uh, WorkbenchCon, right? So bit.ly forward slash WC2019, um, you can go in and edit that. And as long as that is not taken, uh, you can use that. So that'd be great for if you're trying to send people in your bio to somewhere, um, it's always better to have have some type of vanity because like people just people don't love um, clicking on a link that's just some random combination yeah. of numbers and letters, right? You're like, uh, I'm not sure if I want to click that. So if you are going to shorten some links, uh, I would suggest to to go in there and just edit that real quick, and uh, you know, so I can say FTBT homepage, uh, you know, bit.ly forward slash FTBT you know, giveaway or whatever those things are. If it's something that I want to shorten, it's a great free tool, um, super easy to use. And you can put that in there, especially if you're trying to, um, you know, get to, to a web page that's like super deep and it's just, you know, got a ton of characters and you want to make it short and sweet. So that's, that's a nice one to use on the, on the content creation side as well. But what's also really cool about Bitly and let's not forget is that it gives you um, trackable uh, link for a month. Like you can go on their hub in the app and it also tell you how many clicks you're sending there. So, you know, if you're looking to get some data behind, um, whatever you're promoting, uh, bitly is a great way to get a free service. Now it is, it is capped at a month and then they have ridiculously, I mean, I looked into them absurdly expensive plans to, I just talked to them. It's like a thousand bucks a month to track over time because it's like enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, so they're oh, no, they, actually I take that to, back. I I, take, I do take that back. They have their lowest. I asked. I was like, "What is your lowest tier?" And they're like, yeah, "It's a hundred dollars a month." And I was yeah, like, "Okay, yeah. thank you." They said yeah, the same. Yeah, Ugh. their but, enterprise one is like yeah, like a thousand bucks. But with that, um, it is a great opportunity to at least get like a twenty-eight to thirty-day scope of how many clicks you're getting and stuff. And for pretty much what we do, you know, that's that's what we're looking for. Um, so that's an another awesome tool there. Uh, really, really good, really good for like all general kind of business purpose, not just specifically content creation. I think Google actually has a, a link shortening app or something you can they, look into as well. They, they do. They're actually, they're actually retiring it. So that what well, used to be the G-O-O dot G-L, uh, and that was their shortener, but they're actually retiring it from what I understand. The, the links will remain active, but I don't think you can do new links after a certain date, which, which already may, may be here, but um, so yeah, cause I've, I've been looking, I wish there was more of them out there, but, 
Um, so for for video, or excuse me, for picture, we talked about that, but there are also some good things. So getting back to like just the actual content, if you're doing social media, um, if you are putting out information and videos on, uh, or just videos with music on YouTube or with Facebook or Instagram, uh, those specific platforms do have free music that you can use. So YouTube has royalty free. Sometimes you, there's two ways, some with attribution and some without. And, uh, if you don't know what attribution is, all that means is uh, that you use some type of reference. So in the description or an overlay on the video or something that you say, you know, music by John Malecki. It's a bunch yes. of tool noises. Yes. Uh, so if you go in and you can see that uh, Facebook has just recently launched, launched theirs this year, uh, the last three months or so, I think. And uh, But be careful with that. So if you do get free, royalty-free music from YouTube, uh, technically, you should not be using that on Facebook or right. Instagram. If you get it on Facebook, you should not be using it on YouTube. If you get it on Facebook, you can use it. <clears throat> excuse me, on Facebook and Instagram, I believe you probably want to check into that, but I'm I'm fairly certain you can. Uh, but it's actually pretty decent. There's some good stuff, and I used to use that uh, back when I was putting music in my videos and in certain points. Uh, and I've I've actually pretty much just gone completely away from it, uh, where mine are all voiceover, no music. Just because I got tired of looking for stuff. I mean, that's the downside, right? Is that you, as you start watching YouTube videos, you'll see, you'll know which ones are the free music. You're like, oh yeah, I've seen this on like five videos now. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's pretty common. But if you're looking to do you know more music in your video content, just be sure that you are giving attribution, as Brad said, to whomever owns that that music, um, and. What's really cool is there are good paid services out there, subscription services that are constantly updating. We've talked about Epidemic Sound before. It's what I use. Audioblocks is another one. Um, but if you're looking for some free stuff for your YouTube videos, make sure you're checking out youtube.com forward slash audio library forward slash music or just search royalty free YouTube music and it'll pop right up and be the first link. Um, some pretty decent stuff. It is common. You will hear it a bunch on YouTube. But if you're looking to get music on your videos, the big reason for this is demonetization. Um, if you're a monetized channel and you don't own your the rights to the music that you're using in your video, YouTube will demonetize your video um, and you won't get any ad revenue from it. And, and so you just want to make sure that that's handled. Hence why I use a service that handles it for me like Epidemic Sound. But for free stuff. Um, definitely make sure that you're you're taking care of that. And and the royalty-free stuff on YouTube is really, really good. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. They've got a lot of options, too. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, you know, even if you've got a few thousand options, once you have 100,000 million creators out there using this stuff, you know, it just, it just pops up because a lot of people gravitate towards the same stuff. But um, yeah, so so content creation. Why don't we jump over to project creation then? And and obviously, as as woodworkers, uh, John and I do a lot of sketching and, and we'll do the pen and paper. I know we'll both, we like to do that, but as soon as we start really getting serious about getting into a project, we want to take it into the digital space. And for us, and for many of you, we've talked about it before, SketchUp. SketchUp is just a great tool. It's a 3D modeling software and for woodworking, uh, and even, you know, for architecture, but for anything where you're you're getting pieces and parts um, that are fairly standard, like you're using a you know piece of lumber that is very dimensionally stable as far as uh, you know a one by four, right? So it's it's not a very fluid um, medium, at least from the starting point. It's it's a great tool to use because you can stick it together. You don't necessarily have to make the joinery. You can just kind of get 
you can go as detailed as you want. You know, some people even model like, you know, dovetails and mortise and tenons, or you could just kind of say, okay, here's the dimensions and get an idea. And, and that's where I know that uh, John and I will both use it a lot is that we'll actually go in and um, have idea generation in there. Start with a block, you know, start with like, okay, I want this table to be, you know, 72 inches wide and, and 32 inches across, but you know, everything else and 29 inches tall and everything else inside that space now is open to some kind of design. So we'll start throwing stuff in there and mixing and matching. And, you know, I'll shoot an image over to John. Hey, what do you think? Well, what if you stretch the base out a little bit more? And, you know, what if you added another stretcher in there? Uh, it's, it's a great tool. Yeah, it really is. And it's the way I learned how to digitally draw. Um, it's fantastic if you're doing renderings or you're looking to do drawings to to show scale to your clients, as well as brainstorming and stuff. Um, Jay Bates has an incredible instructional video out there. Uh, it's a couple years old now, but it's still pretty tried and true when it comes to learning the basics of SketchUp, if you guys want to check that out. And SketchUp is awesome because it also offers a free maker version of its software, um, hence why we put it on the show. It's something that really helped both of us take our building to the next level. Um, and it's a great product for content creation as well as product creators. Um, you know, it, one of my most difficult aspects of showing clients what I was trying to make them was getting it in scale and proportions proper to show them, you know, if you can all sit here and draw, but it's showing scale to somebody is very difficult. In SketchUp, you can literally download a human being and just set them next to the table and be like, oh, they'll be like, wow, that's gigantic. Um, so, uh, it's a, it's a great tool. It's a great way to get into drawing. I notice if I put anything about SketchUp in any of my Instagram content, I get constant stories about, you know, what is that program? What is that program? What is that program? I feel like everyone knows about it, but just in case you haven't heard, um, you know, SketchUp is a free drawing tool you can download. Um, and it is awesome for most of the things we do as woodworkers. Now, as all of us are trying to get better and become better and become the best people we could possibly be, or maybe that's just me. But with that, there's a better program out there. There's a couple better programs out there. And, um, you know, that it depends on what your end game is using the software. SketchUp will get, I would say, 95% of what you're looking to do um, as a builder done for you. But there are a few, few little nuances that go into drawing that aren't available in SketchUp that you can get in a more detailed uh, CAD and CAM type software. And that would be where Fusion 360 comes into play. Um, and if you've, we're going to actually probably dive into this in a deeper, deeper conversation yeah. in a later episode, but fusion 360 is able to be exported into a lot more different, um, file types. It's able to be exported directly in a G code. If you're using a CNC, you can do 3d modeling, you can do, um, you could do uh, parametric modeling. We'll, and we'll talk about that more, but so there's a lot more that can go into it, but with that comes having to learn more, right? So it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a whole it's other tool. Completely different. It's, and it's, it's completely backwards. I would say from learning SketchUp as I do have a pretty good sense for it. And I, I know SketchUp pretty well uh, as well. So uh, another free tool though, that you can, there's some awesome um, instruction out there uh, that you can go and learn from. Um, to get to get used to it and definitely something you want to dive into if you want to become better at your at your building uh, and I would highly suggest it if you are looking to sell more of your products just from a rendering and a communication standpoint with your with your yeah. clients it, it's a bit so the the things and I've I've just dabbled with it um, just a little bit but the biggest things for me that I see about it um, if you're into 3d printing at all or if you're into CNC then you're going to want to check it out because uh, it's just much easier to do those types of more fluid designs. 
um, and stack ups. And like you said, John, it, it exports very easily to those types of programs. Uh, but the beauty of it, and this is why I want to get into it more, is that it's parametric in nature. And and if you, for those of you who work in SketchUp, you know that table that I just talked about, right? So if we had a 72-inch table and then I go, you know, I, I talk to a client and they say, well, actually, what if we had that at 60 inches? You know, we, we want to take a foot off it uh, for this space or, or put in a different space. If you want to change a table and it's got, you know, let's say it's a trestle base or something, it's got all kinds of different bases that are and stretchers and things. So you might have, you know, five, six, seven different pieces that are running the length of the table. And now you have to adjust that. You have to go in there and adjust every single one of them, you know, so you're going in, you're editing every single component, you're pushing it, moving it, doing all those things. Uh, and, and that's a, a pain in the butt, honestly. And when you're in the, um, setup stage and designing that can really be cumbersome and, and time consuming. So when you, and the more complex your project is, the, the worse it is. In Autodesk, in, in the Fusion 360, you can go in and all you have to do is change a number. And I can change the length of that. Let's say it would probably be the top that I would actually make as my reference point. So I would change the my top from 72 inches to 60 inches. Boom, everything else changes like just like that. And that to me is the most attractive thing about Fusion 360 is being able to change on the fly and use those parametric, the parametric nature of it that, um, because man, I just, <laughs> I absolutely despise pushing and pulling and moving as I'm uh, designing and getting to my final design in SketchUp. Yeah, it does eat up a ton of time. And like, I think SketchUp's way faster. If I need a fast drawing, I use SketchUp, you know, if I want to go into crazy detail or look at something like you said with 3D modeling or or, uh, you know, 3D printing, CNC work, that's where I'm using Fusion. So awesome tool there. And you can check it out at autodesk.com. They have a ton of tools. Just go to the Fusion 360 link, um, download it for free. They have uh, pretty much a, a full course within Fusion 360 to teach you how everything works, too, which I think is awesome. So, um, Absolutely. you know, kind of moving on to our next free segment I would call it. Um, it's something that you and I are actually doing right now. Uh, being the holidays, you know, Brad and I are always trying to add value to the community as well as the brands and stuff we work with. And uh, giveaways become a massive part of a lot of businesses that are trying to create awareness that say you're working with a brand that's not looking to dump a ton of cash into something or you as a brand would like to create promotion and giveaways. Fantastic way of doing that. They've been around for a long time. I think the spectrum of the way giveaways work have changed a ton, especially on Instagram. Um, and we've talked about this in the past, specifically to our patrons in the after show. But, you know, on a more general scale, uh, I think the FTC and there's been a lot of crackdowns on what, you know, what you have to disclose and uh, what you're able to do on Instagram, as well as, you know, Instagram itself as a consumer medium doesn't really like the old school giveaway, tag five people, hashtag this comment your, you know, your mom's maiden name and all that stuff that used to be <laughs> prominent on there. Um, it's becoming more, you know, uh, apprehensive towards that concept. But with that, there are great tools out there that are free that you can use in order to have some awesome giveaways and still drive awareness for yourself and the brands you're working with. And one that both of us love is called Gleam. Um, and you can find it at gleam.io. Uh, if you go on myself and at the time this drops, mine will still be running. I don't know. Is your How long is your giveaway yeah, going right now? Mine's just kind of a flash. It's only three days, so it'll be down by then. So if you if you check out my um, my personal 
you know, Instagram page. Uh, I got a giveaway going um, and you could check that out. And that's using Gleam if you want to get used to the ins and out of it. But you can essentially just have people gain entries by doing specific things like sign up to your newsletter, visit your website, check you out on Facebook, check you out on Instagram. You can't force them to subscribe or like anymore, excuse me, to like or follow on Instagram and Facebook. But um, it puts all of that in one place and, and it also handles like the legal side, right, Brad? I mean, it, it, it has yeah. its own disclosure format. Um, and that's something that I like about it. Yeah. That's something that, I mean, you've been using this for years. I've um, been using it for years and years and I just looked, I've done 22 giveaways using Gleam. Like this was my 22nd one <laughs> when I, when I set it up, uh, I used to do a giveaway every single month. Uh, it kind of got away from that, but uh, the beauty of it is, is that so when you set that up, it's got all these selections down there. And so you can just like literally drag and drop and say, you know, go visit a Web page. Like John said, visit a, a profile. And the nice thing, like you said, John, about um, about making sure that you're compliant is that they're going to do it for you. So like if you like so if and if you guys and gals don't know this, like you cannot require somebody to follow you or a brand to enter a giveaway that is against the terms of service of of Instagram and they could shut down your account for that. I mean, they're, they're probably not going to, but they could. And the beauty of, of Gleam is that like, if something is now, um, you know, against the rules or terms of service or whatever, like they're going to, they're going to block that. So you can't even do it. So you don't even have to go check the rules and see like, Oh, well, what is updated? Can I do this? Can I not do this? Everything that you can do is laid out there for you. So, uh, I, I really like it. And also the best part about it is that it is completely automated. When you go to pick a winner, there's no exporting comments or counting down 392 comments and picking the person and scrolling and scrolling and losing count as you're going through or going in and copying, pasting into an Excel spreadsheet, all of which are things that I've done in the past. <laughs> uh, like they literally, they enter it also make sure that people can't game the system so that they know like if there are multiple entries from the same IP address, it's just, it's just hands off. You go in, you push it, it's automated. It picks a winner for you. So it also takes all of the, um, you know, the onus of like, oh, I want to make sure I'm doing this fair. Boom. It does it right there. So I really enjoy that tool. I've been using it for a long time. Um, they do have a, a free version of it. And I think it does limit like how many you can only do one type of entry on the free plan. Right, John? So you could say follow an, you know, or excuse me, you can say visit an Instagram page, but you can't have them visit yours and a sponsors, but you could say, visit a uh, sponsor's Instagram page, visit my Facebook page, uh, you know, and select kind of one of each of the different types, you know, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. It's got a lot of different options there. Um, and the more you pay more options you get. Um, but it's, it's a cool tool there. There are some competitors. Um, we haven't used them, but I've done a little research and a little reading. Um, and I, there's a wish pond and woo box both get a lot of positive feedback. So if you're looking to do a giveaway, you want to do it the right way. You want to do it hands off. You want to drive traffic outside of the platform. Um, and you want to stop with the spammy Instagram posts that are tagging your mom, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your dad, and everyone that you know in order to get you entered in someone else's giveaway. Check out Gleam. It's an awesome tool. We both love it. We both had pretty good success with it. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that once you learn about it, you don't, you don't go back to the old ways. <laughs> yeah. And you don't need a web page for it either. So John and I host those on our web page, but there's an option where you can actually host it with Gleam. So yeah. just as another little side note, don't, uh, don't think that you can't do that. Uh, if you don't have a website. So I, I actually, I actually do it native to Gleam, which isn't smart. I should embed it on no, my website. No, that is not smart. You want to put them to your website, John. 
especially wow. during the holidays. Always learning. <laughs> Always learning. <laughs> uh, all right. The last one, which is <laughs> not the last one, but my, my favorite. We'll have a couple of miscellaneous right after this, but uh, is obviously analytics. And, and we won't go a ton into this because we've talked about these uh, ad nauseum for most of these. But uh, our favorites are Social Blade, which you can get, um, you know, YouTube analytics as well as Instagram as well. They've, they've got a ton of them. How, they're, they're like adding all the, but these other ones I don't even use. But they've got YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Daily Motion, and Mixer. I have no idea what those last two are. Uh, so <laughs> I guess I'm out of it. But uh, you can go in there and basically it's a great way to track your own metrics. Uh, if you, especially if you don't have, well, so they only give metrics for Instagram accounts that are business now. So you cannot look up a personal business account or excuse me, a personal Instagram account, only business. So if you want to go look up John and see his last followers in the last month, too bad because John is personal. Uh, but if you want to see mine, you can see it. Uh, I, I have to say, though, it is not as accurate and as updated as it used to be, uh, but it's still there. But it is very, very good for YouTube. So if you're if you're a, a budding YouTuber and you want to track and see how you're doing and see the response, uh, obviously, YouTube has some great analytics, but this is an easy way. And you can also add in uh, other people and so say, oh, well, you know, I, I want to see how John's doing and you can have a favorites. And so you can see, like, you know, is there an uptick? Like, is this just a down day for me or is there or my peers down also. So some pretty cool things there for social blade. Yeah. Social blade is uh, something that we used to like bank. I mean, like we were spending a ton of time on social blade back in the day. Remember when we, oh, yeah. when we were able to get like a lot of the competition and see who's growing, who's not. Cause what, it, what this data does with this type of uh, analytics with, with the uh, social stuff, uh, you're able to see what's working, you know, what's working on platforms, working for other people. You can go and kind of study the market. Um, it's not as usable for that now. It's It gives you it, it's still good there for YouTube, um, but uh, Instagram, not so much. So, um, you know, the next free tool that is also changing that we have both talked about a ton on the show that we both love and that we both use is Social Blue Book. Um, and Social Blue Book is a website that essentially tells you what you're worth. You know, it's a, it's a, it's like a a hub for um, how much you should be charging for exposure to brands and, and for, you know, designated sponsored type postings. Um, And it's a pretty cool tool. They have limited it now to only telling you your value on one platform and their free version, right? Yeah. 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 They, they just changed that. Uh, not happy about that, but you know, whatever it's, you know, everybody's got to make their money. So yeah, if you can do Instagram, if you are just an Instagrammer, uh, that's perfect. But if you wanted to see how much should I charge for Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and my blog, tough luck partner. You, you, now they're, they're making you pay. Um, I haven't, honestly, I haven't really even looked into it. Um, I, I was not super happy how they did that because it just kind of changed overnight. Like you didn't get an email, like they, they didn't give you like a, an option or it just kind of was like, I kept hitting. I was like, what's going on? Why? Like it, it kept telling me, it kept basically like airing out or saying like, hey, you have to join. And that's how I figured it out. But uh, so I, you, you could probably get around it by like linking and unlinking, which would be a huge pain, but um, you could do that. But yeah, if you just wanted to see Instagram, uh, then it'll also tell you like, you know, video versus picture uh, and then also times of the year. So what month it's in and, uh, you know, obviously in December, uh, even though it's kind of interesting, though, and, and that's definitely a different topic, John, we haven't really talked about it, though, is that I think a lot of us just kind of charge a flat rate. But if you look at advertising, uh, they clearly will charge more in December and November than they do 
in, say, January, because you're in the holiday selling point. So getting in front of those eyeballs when people have an intent to buy is worth more. So it's an interesting little nuance that they have in there as well. Yeah. And, and so um, that's a great tool if you're just getting started in looking for sponsors and stuff. Um, I haven't looked into the paid version either. We'll, we'll probably uh, have more information on that, you know, come next year. We'll do a little dig and get back to you guys with that. So, um, you know, the analytics stuff is is a constantly evolving and ever changing monster. Um, Brad is much better than it than I am at it, as we all know, <laughs> as you all know from listening. Um, but uh, you know, another great tool that I underappreciated for probably every minute I was doing content up until 2018 <laughs> was the Google uh, Webmaster Tools and Google Analytics. Um, and these are two things that I would say Google Analytics is much more in depth, right? Um, and it has like pretty much if you want to see like if someone in Zimbabwe clicked on your site a week and a half ago and like get really dig down deep into the um, the, the where your traffic is coming from and whatnot. Um, that's the that's what analytics does. I think Webmaster Tools is a little more you know on the on the higher level, not higher level, but a little more on the surface type of analytics. Um, yeah type service where it tells you a lot of general information, you know, what's trending, what's not, you know, where traffic's coming from and what, what posts on your blog and stuff are doing kind of better than others. And it's got a lot of good information in there for those of us that aren't, you know, very analytical people that don't look at data and just like start frothing at the mouth and, and see all every little tick and moving point. Um, and both of them are free. If you have a website, link it to there, um, you got to do a little yeah. bit of backend coding, right? And then you're like, yeah, you got to add some, you get to add the uh, Google Analytics tracking code, and then that will actually get you. I don't know if you actually need the analytics tracking code for Webmaster Tools. Um, I think you basically just register your site. Um, but so I'll, I'll jump in and save you there, John, the Webmaster Tools. See, <laughs> Webmaster Tool, basically what Webmaster Tools is, is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it is the way, uh, you know, that's that, that was like a, you don't hear that term any, anymore, Webmaster. It used to be the Webmaster for, uh, my co-op program's website. And I was literally in there coding in HTML. Like, I had my GeoCities. No, we didn't have GeoCities. But you go in there and, and code. But it, it's being able to control your website. So that's what Webmaster is. It's like the owner of the website. You control all the back-end stuff. Mm. Um, so you set up how you show in in Google. You can set up uh, what, your, uh, you know, what your site looks like, indexing, site maps, all that good stuff. Uh, but the most important thing is it, so it is, it's all about Google. And the most important thing there is that how you show up in Google search, which is the number one search engine in the world. And so you want to make sure you're showing up well there. And what you can do in webmaster tools is go in and you can literally see the exact searches that people are entering to get to your site. That that's the power in webmaster tools. So you can see your most popular, um, your most and there's under there it's like under analytics and search or search and then analytics or something like that. But uh, you can you know Google it. You can Google it and find out lo lots of information. We'll have a link to the Webmaster Tools. But uh, basically, I can go in there and find out where am I ranking. So when you search for um, how to make a cutting board, I, I don't know where I rank at the moment. But for a long, long, long time, I was number one in Google for how to make a cutting board. As you can imagine, that's a, an attractive place to be. So I got a lot of traffic off that. And then I can see where I stand for uh, how to make a cutting board, making cutting boards, DIY cutting boards, 
DIY cutting board. So like every little single nuance, like whether you leave off an S, whether you have a typo, like you can go in there and see where you rank for every single search, as well as how much, how many impressions you're getting and how many clicks you're getting from that. And that is, is very, very powerful because that's, you know, that, that's the basis of driving traffic from organic search is where you're showing up in search. So, uh, you know, again, we'll probably dive a, a lot deeper into that in, in another episode because there's just a ton of meat on that bone. But um, go check those two out. They're awesome, awesome tools if you want to dive in and understand what's going on on your website. And if you want to uh, just keep it basic, <laughs> you can uh, just ask Brad, you know, just call him up. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just call me up. No, but no, that stuff's there, awesome. There are some good plugins, though, too. So th- I think there's uh, like Monster Insights and stuff. So, it, yeah, if, if you don't want to like just completely nerd and geek out, there's some easy plugins for WordPress uh, that you can put in. And then like, you know, other a lot of the websites will have their own tracking mechanisms. Um, but that's for weenies. Go, go deep. <laughs> so, all right, give, uh, give them the last ones here, John. You know, there's a there's, and to to wrap it up. We wanted to give you some more miscellaneous tools that uh, can really come in handy. Um, things you don't think about, uh, especially from a business standpoint, until you know you're talking to someone and they tell you about it, and you're like, my goodness, that's the best idea ever. Like, how didn't I have that? And uh, one of those is going to be an app called uh, Tiny Scanner. Um, and then there's Tiny Scanner Pro and paid apps for it, and blah blah blah. But essentially, what it is is it allows you to photograph a document or a piece of paper, whatever it might be, and turn it into a PDF. Um, and for those of you that are doing products and that are having your clients sign contracts that aren't digital, this is a great opportunity to. Um, document those contracts. So you can, you know, have your client sign off on a drawing, you can take a photo of it, convert it to a PDF, and then email it back to them. So that way, both of you have signed copies. Um, and it takes a minute and you could do it right there on site, as well as if you're working with contracts with anybody else, subcontractors, uh, sponsors, whomever it might be, apps like this are, are fantastic. You can also use it to store receipts. You can also use it to store business cards. Um, instead of having physical physical stuff in your hand that could possibly get damaged or lost, you know, so so a little tool like this is awesome. Um, And you can pair it to other apps like we talked about last week, Evernote pairs with some of these scanner apps that you can create subfolders and and document all the stuff that you're scanning um, and just really streamline your business if that's something that you're into. I personally don't use it. I have file folders sitting on my shelf with every contract that I have physically (laughs) um, with a printed label uh, from a label maker and they chill up in a little bin, but, um, I've, I've looked into these in the past and I personally am just very not good at it, but I would definitely like to be, uh, Brad, Brad uses it for a yeah. lot of stuff and it's just, it's just saves you so much time. Like I just uh, printed, I, I just printed an 11 page contract to sign one page and send it uh, back, yeah, that, which I will worst. physically scan in my scanner upload to my computer and then (laughs) send it back. (laughs) Yeah. The beauty of, uh, so that in, and that is, it is on iOS and Android, but I use it for Android. So I don't know the ins and outs on iOS, but the one I use is tiny scanner. Excuse me. You're excused. And, um, (laughs) and, and it is really good, uh, about, uh, you can append as well. So you can take a picture. If I have an 11 page document, I can take a picture boom, uh, save it as a file. Then I can just say, add a page, add a page, and just keep taking the picture, move, move, move. It does a really great job. And you can actually send it to email right from the app. And so that's what I do. I'll go in, I'll sign, send it to email. I can send it to myself or send it to a client or put it in my Google Drive. Uh, I do all those things. 
And, uh, and it's just a great way to get rid of clutter and paper. Um, the last tool here, which has a funny name, but it's a great tool uh, coming on the heels of our Black Friday episode as well. It's called Camel, Camel, Camel. Hmm. No yeah. idea why. But yes, it's, it's literally camelcamelcamel.com. This is not a joke. That's what it's called. Uh, and it is a price watcher. So I've been using this for a long time, and it is a great tool uh, if you're looking for that deal on a on a piece of equipment, you know, the new camera body, a lens, uh, you know, what anything on Amazon, like you literally you go in. And so this is just for Amazon. You go in, uh, you copy the link of anything on Amazon. I, I have got saw blade. I've had all kinds of things in here. Craig jigs, everything. You grab the link, put it in camel, camel, camel. And what it will do is it'll show you a history and it, it can go back up to like five years. Like it'll literally show you a chart of the price history. So you can see. I will always like if it, if I'm spending more than probably 50 bucks, I'm going to grab that and, and sometimes even less. I'll grab it just to see if nothing else, you can see what the variability of the pricing is. So is this something that goes on sale frequently or is this something that never goes on sale and has been the same price for five years? Um, so you can go in there and put that in and then uh, you can also set up notifications. So you can say, hey, if it's right now, it's one hundred dollars. Uh, but in the past, you've seen it go down to 85. You can put in an alert that says, hey, send me an email if it goes under $90 and it will email you. Very, very cool thing. Uh, go check that out. It, it's a great way to save a few bucks on something that, you know, you have some time to buy or you've just been waiting for that good deal on it. Yeah, I think this is, isn't that how you snagged up that killer deal on your uh, table saw? Uh, no, but I did get, that was uh, a different app for Craig, which they no longer, I wish they did. So there's some other, uh, Craigslist search apps. We, we didn't even talk about that, but, uh, I used a Craigslist search app and that was called like app notifica or something. But anyway, it's dead now because I think Craigslist cracked down on a lot of them, but, uh, I'm kind of out of the game on that, but that is another great, great area that if you can set up an app where it alerts you anytime that, you know, the word, you know, saw stop or or drum sander comes up in your local craigslist uh that's how you can jump on that that's how i got most of my tools you know way back when uh back when that app was active yeah and i'm i'm i've used it slightly i'm not a huge fan just because you know what i hate i hate the interface like someone needs to just upgrade it it looks like it was made in dos in like 97 like it's that's why i love it that was my webmaster (laughs) yeah i was the webmaster of camel (laughs) camel camel in 92 (laughs) i was like i wasn't even born anyway (laughs) anyway um i think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode uh i mean so this this was a lot of fun um we these things come second nature to like us in conversation and we don't really realize how many people don't have resources to them. So if you guys want to see more information on every link and tool we talk about in this episode, make sure you're checking out the, uh, the show notes. And I believe that those are at madeforprofit.com forward slash episode 74. You got it. That is it. Head on over there and uh, you can find out all about these tools. They're, they're really great. Uh, they help us out, but also, uh, you know, make sure you're heading over to the Facebook group as well. If you want to interact with some folks over there, because they talk about tools they use a lot. So uh, we've got the general MFP tribe group over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash made for profit tribe. Uh, and that is awesome. We also do have a specific group just for our patrons. And uh, we are going to go hang out with our patrons right now and, and answer another voicemail. John, why don't we go knock it out, man? Let's crush it, bro. 